Blog Talk Radio. Talk at it again. It's another edition of the Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show brought to you by NUC NFL Draft Bible. Check out the new NFLDraftBible.com right now. It is the NFL Week 6 holiday. I'm your host, uh, Rick Saratella. I almost forgot my name because I'm so excited for the show. I'm all revved up. I can't stop, won't stop. You know how we get down at the NFLDraftBible.com. It's Sunday, October 18th. 2015, and I don't know where you are in the country, but where I am in New Jersey, the fall weather football is here. Smash mouth time is here. It's make it or break it. That was last week. Today, this week, time to shine. We got Giants and Eagles in my backyard. I know everybody's amped up, all ready to go. And we're going to uh, bring you the news that you really need to know. There's no better show than this right here, right now. And I just want to explain to the listeners who might be new to the show, tuning in right here. We're going to be moving next week to the uh, same place, blogtalkradio.com, backslash NUC Draft Bible. Okay, the reason why we're doing that is because we're going to have a brand-new extended show, better, bigger, all-new can't stop, won't stop. I'm all excited. Rick Saratella, let's bring in the guest of the show. We're minus Joe Everett this week, a little bit under the weather. So we give Joe a shout-out. We hope he's listening out there. And a shout-out to all our chat room people. If you want to get down in the chat room, we're answering questions there. If you want to get in on the phone lines, we have a phone number here, too, 347-945-6275. But first in, fresh out of church. Sipping on the Jesus juice already early in the morning, 10 a.m., baby. Let's welcome him in. He's not the bad reverend, but the good reverend, Ralph Mancini. Say hello to the people, Ralph. Out of church and ready to hit the gridiron. Let's strap on the shoulder <laughs> pads, baby. That's right, baby. And we got Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, joining us right now. Two of the greatest fantasy football minds on the planet. Welcome to the show, Jim. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great, Rick. Uh, looking to talk some more football. Definitely feeling a lot better than I did last week. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, time to shine. Week six holiday. Get out the ring polish. Okay. Some people are popping bourbon. Others are stuffing their face with bacon. I see people getting down in the chat room. You know how we do it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show. Taking your questions. You can get at us at NFL. Draft Bible on Twitter. Now, I do have a question coming in on my phone. I'm going to get to that in a second. But the big news right here, right now, uh, gentlemen, Andrew Luck, he's telling everybody it's go time. It's show time. I'm going to play Sunday night football, bright lights, season on the line. Let's be honest. The Colts need to win versus the Patriots. What do you guys make of the situation? I'll start with you, Jim. What's your take? Oh, I think they come out to play. They're, you know, professionals, and they got pride. Unfortunately, I think they're going to be outplayed, and they're still going to lose. Uh, I, I do expect a high-scoring game, though. I'd love to see these guys put a ton of points on the board. Ralph? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't see the Colts winning this one. But as far as Andrew Luck is concerned, if if he's out there taking a beating and this game is out of hand, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they put in Matt Hasselbeck just to preserve that shoulder of Andrew Luck. So, Ralph, then, you know, the, 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 big, the, the big dilemma here for fantasy football owners is do you start Andrew Luck? I mean, he is the stud of all studs. Or do you 
think about benching him this week, even though he's going to play, considering he's facing the Patriots. And like you said, you might see Matt Hasselbeck. Ralph, would you start Andrew Luck if he is your guy on your fantasy football team? I mean, it depends what your options are. If I have Carson Palmer, if I have Phillip Rivers, I'd probably start those two guys over Andrew Luck. But if Andrew Luck is my best quarterback, then, yeah, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck just because the Patriots' defense does not scare me today. They're dealing with some injuries, um, especially in the secondary. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck if he's my best option. And, you know, uh, Taz, I was perusing one of my leagues before we came on the show, and it's a 12-team league here now. So, I mean, Alex Smith at Minnesota, Josh McCown versus Denver, which is a pretty tough matchup. Say say, say you have Andrew Luck as your guy. You don't have a backup. You're searching the waiver wire. You see Alex Smith. You see Josh McCown, and you have Andrew Luck, Taz. Where are you going with that one? I'm starting Luck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... You know, neither okay. one of those guys are nice, enticing options to me. So, uh, well, you know, Josh I, McCown's I definitely been gonna... swinging it and winging it now. McCown's he been has, swinging it he and winging it. Faced, he hasn't faced this kind of defense. Let's see him do it against okay. this defense, and then might be a okay. might be a believer. All right, point well taken. Do we have Joe on the on the line three one seven in the house? Back from the dead, boys. I'm ready for you. Yeah, see, you see, you guys, everybody listening, you don't know what happens in the background while we're broadcasting, we're giving CPR, we're dialing in, we're pumping on chest, we're, we're bringing, we're, we're bringing people back from the dead to bring you fantasy football championships. Check this out. You know what we're doing this week? If you, you know, you know what, what Ralph doing? was just doing? When, Ralph was just giving Joe mouth to mouth resuscitation to get him back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're sipping on the Jesus juice early in the morning. It gets crazy, and uh, you know it gets down on the throwdown showdown. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do right now, right here. You know we appreciate all your help and support at the NFLDraftBible.com, and any way you can support us, we always appreciate the love. But I'm going to give away an Odell Beckham jersey. We have lots of them. We're giving away Odell Beckham jerseys to anybody listening to the show. Sign up nucgold.com. Sign up for the Gold Annual Membership. We will send you an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey, whatever size you want. Uh, this offer lasts until I say it says. Till till next week. Till we come back next week on the show, we'll have a new offer. Now we got Joe Ever in the house, Reverend Ralph Mancini, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. It's like Voltron back together again. Now it's time to shine. That's the week 16, guys. And, you know, uh, we always like to bring the stingers. You know, every week, the guys that, you know, might be available on the waiver wire, uh, last-second guys you can insert into the lineup and just just bop them over the head like the honky-tonk man, you know, knock them out. Then Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes along, bops them over the head with the with the two-by-four. That's what we do at the Fantasy Football Insiders. So we're going to give you the NFL Week six fingers. And I don't know. Let's start with, since he's back from the dead, let's start with the rookie draft, Joe Everett in the house. Joe, who is your NFL Week six stinger? Don't sting him too hard, but let's have it now. Hey, the, the Rev had to breathe some life back into me, but I'm back <laughs> to tell you all. Uh, Jameson Crowder is my stinger if he's out there. Looked into yes. what ten percent owned only in leagues. Uh, now his value it hinges on the health of Deshaun Jackson, but he's going to miss again. And 
if you're in that PPR league, this kid out of Duke is just too quick, he's too shifty, and he's seeing too many targets to ignore. Um, I don't even care if it's a deeper league or a shallow league. I mean, this guy, he's going to score for you. you got to start three or more wide receivers in your league. I think Crowder is the perfect pick and definite double-digit score this week. Well, I, I like to pick – I think Jamison Crowder is a guy really with an emerging role with the Washington Redskins. My only problem here now is Kirk Cousins is the ultimate dink and dunker. And, you know, against the Jets, that's what he's going to have to do. Because, you know, Kirk Cousins is so scared to throw the ball downfield. And against this Jets secondary, you know, Jamison Crowder underneath might be a very excellent option. And you're going to have to rely on yards after the catch now. I don't know if he's going to get into the end zone. I don't even know if the Redskins are going to score a touchdown this week. But if you are in need of a wide receiver, and you know what, this is a good stash for the long term. I like the selection of Jamison Crowder. Does anybody in the room oppose to this selection? I'm going to jump in here because I'm a little opposed, but nothing to do with the kid's talent because I love the kid's talent. And I picked him up the last couple of weeks in a couple of leagues, and I just don't trust him this week, and it has nothing to do with him. It has to do everything with the fact that Washington is missing two offensive linemen going against the Jets who've had two weeks to game plan for this game. I just think they're going to be all over Cousins from the get-go, especially with this running game not getting a lot done and being down Matt Jones as well. Yeah, I think if you're going to start Crowder this week, I think you need to keep your expectations in check. Will he get a lot of looks? Will he catch some passes and put up some yards? Yes, he will. Uh, But I like him more in a PPR setup. I don't see Washington scoring much this week, so I think the chances of him scoring a touchdown are very low. Uh, But, you know, he can give you maybe about, you know, five or six catches, uh, maybe about 50 to 65 yards. I could see that. But if you're expecting more than that, um, I, I would temper my expectations. No, good point, Ralph. And, you know, I I, I was going to say about six six catches, 70 yards, I don't see touchdown. But you know what? Sometimes you, your teams get beaten up early on in the season. The bye weeks kick in. All of a sudden you need an option. So if that's something that you think is good, six catches, 70 yards, hey, man, you know, that that's not bad production out there considering some of the waiver wires in some of the leagues that I'm in. Now, you mentioned Matt Jones being out, and we're going to talk about that in a second because i got something to say about that. But I'm not going to let the cat out of the hat too quickly now. Can't, can't do that. Can't stop, won't stop. Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show. Man, I'm on the I'm on the NFL Week 6 high right now. Okay, now we got a question coming in from the chat room. You can't make the club in the tub. Big supporter of the show. We love you, man. Appreciate you. Glad to see you back. Now, to two-parter. First part, Eric Decker or Kendall Wright. Non-PPR league. And we were just talking about that New York Jets game where Chan Gelly tends to get a little bit conservative now when the Jets get a lead. And Kendall Wright, you know, he's been uh, uh, Marcus Mariota's favorite option, in my opinion. A lot of targets, uh, you know, don't always convert on those targets, but he converts on enough. And he's another guy that gains the yards after the catch. It's a non-PPR league. Kendall Wright or Eric Decker, Ralph, you got your finger on the pulse when it comes to the Jets. Who do you like here? I like Eric Decker all day. I mean, that Washington secondary is banged up, and you would have to think that the game plan, game plan number one would be to stop Brandon Marshall, which I think is going to give Decker some opportunities uh, to, to make some plays today. 
So I think he's got the bigger upside than Kendall Wright. I'm going with Eric Decker. Taz. Yeah, I'm going with Decker as well. Uh, Decker scored a touchdown in all three games he's played. You know, Wright uh, has looked good at times, but there's been other games where he's, you know, basically disappeared on you. I'm going to go with the guy who scored the touchdowns every game. Go with Decker. Joe. Yeah, I'm uh, with the Revs thinking on the matchup. Uh, but what is it, Culver's out, D'Angelo Hall's out. And I still think Breland is nursing something. He hasn't been healthy all year. So, yeah, this is a great matchup. You know what, guys? I'm I'm in disagreement with all of you here. Uh, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I'm thinking I know it's a non-TPR, but Kendall Wright is, is Mariota's favorite target. Uh, Eric Decker is a guy who kind of is a hit or miss boom or bust, roll the dice, you know, some weeks he shows up, other weeks he doesn't. He's always nursing an injury. I'm going to get consistency with Kendall Wright. This is just my opinion. I'm three against one. but Actually, wait, wait, I have to jump in. Wait, wait, I have to jump in with that because that consistency is exactly what you're not getting out of Kendall Wright so far this year. If you look at his numbers, he had a good first week. He had a nothing second week, two catches for 17 yards, had a good third okay. week. And then a good, right. bad fourth week against the Bills, three for 29. He's been at very best in consistent, whereas Decker's been over 10-plus points in all three games he's played. He doesn't well, have the feeling that Wright has, but he definitely has a much better floor. Uh, week six, I'm all about the upside. I think Kendall Wright gets more targets. I think he gets more catches. And I see the emergence of Owusu with the Jets. I don't know if you guys are watching those Jets games, but Owusu is going to steal some of those uh, snaps away from Decker. Owusu has been playing excellent. I think he steals the snaps from Decker because Decker's banged up. I think Kendall Wright plays twice as many snaps, gets twice as many targets, gets more catches, more yards. I'm on board with Kendall Wright. So, listen, I don't know if we helped you. You can't make the club in the tub. Maybe Kendall Wright has the upside, but these gentlemen here are the experts. They're telling you Eric Decker, so listen to the experts. All right, now part two of that question. Part two of that question. It's getting crazy, Taz. I know it is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here we go. C.J. Anderson. How many people out there drafted C.J. Anderson? If you did, you weren't listening to the preseason shows here at the Fantasy Football Insider Show and Tub. I don't blame you. You can't make every show. But I would have told you, C.J. Anderson, don't touch this guy. He's poisonous. He's poisonous for your fantasy football team. He's going to send you into into a panic attack with the headaches, the migraines. You're going to run out of Tylenol. You're going to head to the medicine cabinet because every week you're going to have to put down the Tylenol. You're going to pop them like it's candy. I can't take it because you know why? There's no... There's no consistency, right? That's the word of the day, consistency with C.J. Anderson. Man, he drafted him so high, gentlemen. He's actually considering starting Danny Woodhead over him, though, because of what a bust he has been. And I'm going to start off with the good Reverend Ralph Mancini again. I know I started with you last time, Ralph, but I'm coming right back around again to you. C.J. Anderson or Danny Woodhead, I must mention it is a non-TPR. Okay, because I was going to ask you that question, and and Danny Woodhead is one of my favorite players. Um, But uh, as far as this week is concerned, look, C.J. Anderson has a cake matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, They just cannot do a thing against the run. Everybody runs all over them. And let's face it, if the Denver offense is going to be successful, they're going to to need to run the ball because Peyton Manning is just not getting it done. Uh, playing out there like he's a 65-year-old man. So um, 
this week, I do like C.J. Anderson a little bit better than Danny Woodhead. I could see C.J. Anderson definitely scoring a touchdown, maybe a couple of touchdowns. He might not reach 100 yards, but you'll take you know one or two touchdowns and about 85 to 90 yards. I'll roll the dice on Woodhead. Uh, I know it's non-PPR, but just the amount of receiving yards he could get. I don't see the Chargers uh, running the ball on Green Bay. It's going to be a tight game. Phillip Rivers is going to have to blow up, and if Phillip Rivers spreads that ball around, Woodhead's going to be a part of that. I don't trust C.J. Anderson. I'm more of a Ronnie Hillman supporter, but as Ralph said, this matchup is outstanding. You know, Cleveland's going to give it up. That's where Denver's going to go. But I just still, I'm just basing this all on not trusting C.J. Anderson. So, there it is. Taz. Yeah, this is absolutely a tougher call than it it should be at this point. But Woodhead's been playing well. The thing that scares me off him is he hasn't scored since week week one. And, you know, while I do, I'm with Joe. I think they're going to have to throw, San Diego's going to have to throw in this game. Woodhead's going to get a lot of those chances. At this point, if he's not scoring in the non-PPR, he's not going to get you anything. Now, Anderson hasn't scored yet all year. But as Ralph said, this is the best matchup he's going to face. They know they have to get this running game going, even with the lousy play they're getting from their offensive line. I think this is the week they try to do it, try to take some of that pressure off of uh, Peyton. So I I think C.J. Anderson is a better play this week, but it's a total gut call. Yeah, you know, the problem is you, you invest a high pick in C.J. Anderson and you're you're attached to that, your heart, your brain, your your passion. No, i got to say, that doesn't come into play for me at all. I don't care I know, where but I it does, it does I want to know what people. he's doing now. <laughs> they well, got to get off that's of that. What they gonna... yeah, they... yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just no, fired no, up because no, I didn't get a about, chance to be all last week. It's all about this, baby. It's all about this. I couldn't even talk last week, I'm just getting it all off my head today. No, it's great. It's beautiful. But what I was going to say is cut the cord, cut the umbilical cord, and then you know what you do? You choke out the opponent, man. You put him in the sleeper hold like Ted DiBiase. Oh, my God, it's getting crazy up in here. Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show. Can't stop, won't stop. Just for the record, I'm on board with Woodhead over C.J. Anderson. I can't trust C.J. I'm sorry, it's the wrong C.J., Give me CJ2K, but not CJ Anderson. And, you know, I was perusing the waiver wire in one of my leagues, uh, and Danny Woodhead was available. So that's an excellent, excellent <laughs> stinger. And it's time to get another NFL Week 6 stinger. We're going to go over to Jim Day, the fantasy. Buzz him up, baby. Well, I'll tell you, my, my stinger this week is going to be Dwayne Harris for the Giants. You know, Philly's secondary's been getting eaten up, and we've seen Harris step into that pivotal role for Eli of uh, being in the slot. And, you know, the last two weeks he's played well. He's got 14 targets over the weeks. He's got 11 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. I, I look for that trend to continue. I think his, his floor this week is 10 fantasy points in PPR leagues, but I think he's got a, a much higher ceiling this week with both Randall and Beckham being slightly dinged up. So I like Dwayne Harris a lot this week to put up. You know, I'm looking 14, 15 points from him. You know, uh, that's a great pick. I have him in my starting lineup in one of my leagues. And, Ralph, you know, uh, the, those of uh, the, the members of the All-Acts or the um, 
NFLDraftBible.com know that your sleeper won. Actually, you gave him two for the price of one this week, and you gave him two sleepers, and one of them was Dwayne Harris, which made me smile because uh, I'm on board with Dwayne Harris, and I know you are too. Tell the people why. Well, I, I like Dwayne Harris uh, just because, uh, you know, of the injuries that uh, Taz referenced. Now, if Odell Beckham ends up playing, I, I'm not going to be as high on Dwayne Harris. But uh, right. even if Odell Beckham plays, there's no guarantees. He's got that hamstring, and uh, he doesn't want to re-aggravate it. So I, I don't know, you know, what we're looking at uh, with uh, OBJ this week in terms of numbers. So I think either way, I, I think Harris is going to get a lot of looks. Wait, can I say something been... here really? Uh, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, 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 My, yeah, my yeah, thought yeah. on that is if Beckham plays, I think it helps Harris. Because I think okay. at best, Beckham is going to be a decoy, take defenses right. away, free up more room for Harris over the middle. And I just think he, he's the only healthy wide receiver, and that's why I'm looking for a bigger day from him. Well, I think Ruben Randall is healthy. He's definitely playing. From what I, well, I right. explained, he's, he's listed as probable, but I don't like him. And, and Shane Marine's going to get a lot of luck, too. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just, Joe Ever, Joe Ever, what you say now? Go ahead, Taz, get it in, and then over to Joe. Go, 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 go. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I think I think he's actually ready to go. I mean, this this is uh, I've got no problems with Dwayne Harris either way. Like uh, Jim said, if Odell Beckham plays and is actually running the whole game, that's even more to Harris benefiting. Just operate out of the slot the entire game, but. Even if he doesn't, by attrition, by numbers, once we add up all the chips here, he's going to have six, seven, maybe eight receptions uh, if he's playing outside where he's inside. So, uh, yeah, either way, this is a phenomenal start. And, yeah, I'm I'm pinning this down for my own rosters, boys. I appreciate this. (laughs) I've been watching. I've been catching up on some of the Giants games and watching the drops, the drops, the drops. Dwayne Harris has a case of the dropsies. I want to put an exclamation point that the fact that I'm starting him in a league where I get points for return yardage too. So that that's a little bonus, a little little boost, turbo boost right there if you have a league that uh, rewards points for return yardage like I do. So I like Dwayne Harris there. I don't like the drops, but because Randall's probable and he's not going to really produce, Beckham, I think Beckham will show up but they're going to rely on Vereen, like Ralph said, and Dwayne Harris making them both especially good PPR plays. I think Vereen and Harris each get six catches. Now, I'm seeing this news come down the wire. It may not be big news, and I want to go over it quick because we've got one more stinger to get in. Terrence McGee, if you follow, follow the draft or, or the college football game, you know he's, he's a bruising running back out of LSU. He was promoted today to the Ravens' active roster now. Uh, that means Justin Forsett, who's dealing with an ankle injury, hey, now, what you say now, uh, might not be as healthy as assumed here now. So be careful uh, if you own Justin Forsett. Just something to keep an eye on. You know, you see Terrence McGee get promoted to the active roster. You might not think that means something, but it could mean Forsett's ankle is not what – uh, uh, as, as as good as you think it might be, so be careful I have about that. Else to add to that too. <laughs> yes, sir. He, yes, sir. He canceled. He canceled his ticket requests. His personal ticket requests for this game. Wow, really? Where did you yes. see that? I heard Is it on the series this morning. Yes. Wow. That's, yes. Oh yeah, my I, God! I, well, I, think, I think 
I think Forsett's ankle injury is probably a little bit more serious than uh, John yeah. Harbaugh is making it out to be. It could be a high ankle sprain. I definitely, if I had to put money on this, I, I wouldn't anticipate him playing today. Or if he so does, who's not the much. guy? Who's the guy in the Ravens' backfield now? We should, we Buck should Allen, baby. Yeah. Yeah, the really? Got to get the Buck Allen from USC. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. That's some good news for you fantasy uh, football listeners out there. And uh, Joe Everett's about to bang you over the head with some more good news like the Bushwhackers do. Now hit him with some uh, NFL Week 6 stingers, Joe. Well, I already gave you Crowder. I'm going to give you another one, uh, Marquise oh, Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you give there. us one already? I'm sorry. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm so good. <laughs> my clip's loaded full. My clip's loaded full, baby. Hey, it's a freestyle show. That's what happens, baby. Live radio, freestyle. No scripts here. I just want everybody to know. We don't rehearse nothing here. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. We're going to go over to uh, who didn't get one in now. Me, me, Ralph. me. I'll grab the baton here. Ralph, right. so, the good reverend, because he gave you two for the price of one on the website, and he's going to give you another one right now. Okay, so I'm going to stick with that AFC, I'm sorry, NFC East showdown on Monday night between the Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. I see a lot of points being scored in that game, and I'm going to go with somebody on the other side of the ball, on the other team this time. I'm going to go with Josh Huff from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, okay. Nelson yeah. Aguilar is going to be out. Uh, so Huff is going to see a lot of time. He's going to be running a lot of routes out there. And for, you know, and, and last week he showed you uh, a glimpse of his big playability. Uh, this kid is versatile. He could play inside. He could line up outside of the numbers. And uh, he's pretty physical and strong, stronger than you may think, uh, since he's not you know, one of those big you know, 6'3 receivers. So I, right. I like Josh Huff uh, this week. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of love. I see Bradford putting up a lot of numbers. Uh, the Giants are banged up in the secondary. Amukamara is going to be out for maybe about a yeah. month or so. And they're they got no, up nobody in there. in the passing game. So I like yeah, they got back there. As, as my sleeper. That, you, know, you know, you make another great point by the Reverend Ralph Nancy. I mean, the Giants have, are the worst passing defense in the league, number one rushing, <laughs> number 32 passing uh, so that that's an excellent point by the Reverend, and uh, you know that that's three for the price of one because you gave us Fitzpatrick on the website. Uh, but your your thoughts quickly here, Joe. Oh, you're talking to a guy who's sitting on Huff in two dynasty leagues, so I'm smiling ear to ear and agreeing uh, in total compliance with the Rev here, uh, Aguilar. Out, Mukamara out. I think everything's lined up for Huff to have a big day, and this kid has the talent. He's one of those chip, chocolate chip Kelly ducks that made the move over east. So I'm I'm loving this pick. Yeah, and you know Taz, this is a guy in a, in a dynasty league. You know, I didn't have much free agent waiver wire money to spend for the rest of the season. I slid in a one dollar bid on Josh Huff just for. Uh, poopies and giggles, you know what I'm saying? And uh, nobody else picked this man up, so I got him for $1, and, and and these guys are making me excited. Should I start him this week? What's your take here? Well, it looks like the best week on paper to start him. There is no doubt about it, but you know, there's just something in my head saying, you know what, because I have him in a couple leagues too, and I'm debating this myself, but all I keep seeing in the back of my head is Riley Cooper and Miles Austin getting some plays and ended up stealing the thunder that you know huff he did well last week but he only saw five targets in a game i thought he would have seen a lot more targets in that and that scares me a little 
Well, it's definitely a roll of the dice boomer bust selection, but if you're in desperado need, and hey, I would say I would put it like this. If you've got a good winning record in your in your league right now and you're sitting pretty like you have an above five hundred record, you can afford to roll the dice on a Josh Joshua Huff because he makes big plays happen. Now, we're running out of uh time here, unfortunately, for our live audience. And I'm going to sneak in, slide in my stinger real quick, but I just want to explain to you what happens here. Blog Talk Radio is going to cut you off in a minute and 40 seconds. What's going to happen is we're going to extend our show 15 minutes. It's going to be archived right here on the same link. So uh, at 11 at 11 a.m. Eastern time, you can come back to this link, listen to the last 15-minute show, what we talk about, you know, we talk about it, we be about it, we're right here, we're here for you, baby. But that's why next week we're moving to a new home, so that way we can extend our show and we're not so rushed, okay? So blogtalkradio.com backslash nucdraftbible.com, check us out, nfldraftbible.com, sign up for the uh, the uh, annual gold membership at nucgold.com. Email me your proof, your transaction ID, and I'll give you a free Odell Beckham Jr. jersey. Now, a lot of you out there are banking on Odell Beckham Jr. today, and I'm going to be banking on Christian Thompson out of Florida State, baby. We talked about how uh, 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 Matt Jones is out for the Redskins. I'm going to give you Christian Thompson. I love what this kid is doing. Each week he gets more and more opportunities. If you look at the game logs, which I'm about to do right now, I see more opportunities. Now, last week he took a step back in the rushing, but with Matt Jones out, he's going to get more touches. If he get, if he touches the ball 10 yards, he's going to produce 80 yards. And I don't know how that sounds to you, but a PPR league is going to probably have more than five catches. So Christian Thompson is my PPR <laughs> play of the week. Now, we say goodbye to our live audience, and we're going to start our archive 15-minute portion of the show. So let's reset it, break it down, take a sip of that coffee, that wine, that beer, that booze, whatever you're drinking, baby. Let's all just take a sip right now. And God bless. It's the NFL Week 6 holiday. No commercials here. Commercial free, baby. RIC and a place to be. And I appreciate all the support, all the love during the week for our Talking Football episodes. It's the best NFL pregame show in America. Check it out. I posted the link on Twitter. Me and Miami Mike live from the 72. I shouldn't say live. <laughs> Recorded from the 72 uh, club at Miami Mike Sports Zone, where you can join the NFL Draft Bible each and every Sunday. So if you're from Jersey, get on down. East Hanover, New Jersey, Route 10, Miami Mike's, we're there every uh, every Sunday. And we'll be there tomorrow night, too, for the Monday Night Football. Uh, Stephen Baker's always in the house. O.J. Anderson, Rodney Hampton, we'll all be hanging out. Uh, maybe George Willis and, and, and Christian Dyer, too. But we'll all be hanging at Miami Mike Sports Zone watching the Giants and Eagles duke it out. Now, guys, I uh, I gave Christian Thompson my stinger. Uh, 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 I hope you guys like him. And I don't really want to waste time talking about what I think because you guys are the experts. So I want to go around the room and, and talk about what's on your mind for this NFL Week 6. And before we get into any more questions, because I have another one that just came in, but before we get to that, I want to get what's on your mind for the NFL Week 6 holiday. There's a lot of stuff developing. Like, you know, one topic we had was the NFL, the Dolphins' new head coach. And, 
you know, there's a lot of talk about Sean Payton. There's a lot of talk about this guy, that guy. But, you know, check out that episode. It's a great episode of Talking Football, available on the NFLDraftBible.com. And I also saw a headline just for poopies and giggles, if you know what I'm saying. Sean Payton to USC this morning was the big rumor because his daughter goes to school about 30 minutes away. USC has heavy, heavy, heavy interest in Sean Payton. And, you know, Nick Saban is making $8 million a year, I think. So Sean Payton uh, could be making some of that kind of moolah at USC. That's what's on my mind for the NFL Week 6. Let's go around the room now and see what's on our experts' mind. And we'll start off with not the bad reverend, but the good reverend, Ralph Mancini. What's on your mind here, NFL Week 6? Well, what's on my mind is, uh, look, if you're in a season-long league, uh, bye weeks are on my mind. You're going to have to start making preparations for upcoming bye weeks. Uh, look at the landscape. Look what's going on. Uh, you know, one, one of the guys that you would want to invest in, and we talked about him last week, is Kristen Michael from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if you've been following the news that's been coming out during the week, uh, reports are saying that yeah, they're ready to make Kristen Michael. They want to see what this guy has. So he's uh-huh. got the bye week off. They're resting him up. They're they're pressing the reset button in Dallas. And so uh, I, I get the feeling that Kristen Michael is going to be eventually the feature back there. Uh, so yeah, make your preparations. You know, trade for this guy if you can, uh, because uh, I can see him doing good things in Dallas. Uh, that offensive line is the best in the NFL, although it hasn't always been playing that way. But they're going to be inserting Lyle Collins into that starting lineup. So I look for the Dallas Cowboys uh, to, uh, to to come out all guns a blazing, as uh, Mr. Greg Hardy would say. Geez, how many first-round picks in that offensive line are they going to have? But, uh, you know, this guy has explosive potential, huge feelings. High upside with that offensive line. So, if you can get yourself a hold of some Chris and Michael, hey, now, take another sip of what you're drinking and celebrate. Let's go over to uh, Joe Everett, see what's on his mind for the NFL Week 6, and pick his brain a little bit, shake it around, and see if there's anything inside there, Joe. Hey, it's a uh, trade deadline is not far away, and it's time to buy low on some players. And I'm going to be honest, Ralph and took one of mine, that's uh, exactly in my, my line of thinking is Chris and Michael, they are going to give this guy the test. Just throw him out there, see what they have. Do they catch lightning in a bottle or not? Like, that's worth it. And also one of my favorite rookies this year due to injury is Bruce Ribs. Tevin Coleman has been on the sideline watching Devontae Freeman get all the right. egg on fantasy points under the sun. Well, I'm going to tell you all, that's short term. I don't believe Devontae Freeman's the long-haul guy, and you can see Coleman's hey got now. talent. I know he fumbled last week. I know he had a bad week last week. Well, this is the perfect time to do the buy low. You're not going to have to spend a lot. Heck, maybe someone even dropped Coleman, depending on your league size. So right. I, I wow. firmly believe Tevin Coleman is a buy low candidate, only 44% owned, and just – Huge upside for a second half of the season guy with that offensive system. You guys see how efficient Kyle Shanahan is scripting these plays. If Coleman Amazing. gets a piece of that, it's game over. Yeah. Amazing. I'm and Coleman. Joe, I agree with you a thousand percent. And you know what else? You might want to you might want to sell high on Devonta Freeman. You might get in a bucket load of players to help. You know, if you have uh, uh, poor depth and you're holding on to Devonta Freeman and say you're achy breaky heart. Uh, like Garth Brooks would say, 
Um, or is that Billy Ray Cyrus? I don't even know. But listen, you know, you might have an ache and break your heart. <laughs> you might have an ache and break your heart and want to and trade off Devonta Freeman for a bucket load of guys because I'm on board with Joe Everett's logic of thinking. I do, you know, I just watched that Reese the, the last two games with the uh, Falcons and that Tevin Coleman man when he does get in. He makes the most of his opportunities. I think Tevin Coleman is built for the long haul as well. I'm interested to see what our panel thinks about that, Ralph. I'm a big Tevin Coleman fan. Uh, I love the way this kid runs. He's tough, he's physical, and he's explosive as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, as as you mentioned, he is built for the long haul. He is a guy that could be a sustaining runner. As far as Freeman goes, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like what Freeman does. But I, I think they're going to try to incorporate Coleman a little bit more. Uh, they, they, want, they don't want to put, you know, too much on, on Freeman's shoulders. They, they want to keep him fresh. So I think uh, going forward, at the very least, we're, we're going to see more of a timeshare between these two players. I hear choo-choo trains starting up for the Tevin Coleman bandwagon. We're going to go over to well, Tevin to see if he's on board. Well, let's just stop that train right now, then. Let's just stop <laughs> that train. <laughs> hey, look, There's no doubt the kid's got some skills. But come on, you're watching Devontae Freeman just eat people up. The kid is showing so much heart. He's running strong. He doesn't have the size, but so what? Neither did Ahmad Bradshaw. And early in his career, he killed people for years. You know what? I like Freeman. I like what Freeman's doing. He's fighting for everything he's getting. And I think the only thing that takes the ball out of his hands substantially is an injury. Well, you know what? Well, you bring uh, up Ahmad Taz... Bradshaw. What happened to Bradshaw? He kept getting yeah, killed. Yeah, in the, the later part of so the they, season, gonna, he got beat up. Okay, I'll fresh, take that. Especially if this but team's going to the playoffs. When he was so early in his season, he was great. I'm not saying they're not going to give Coleman a few more carries. I, I agree with you. They're definitely going to – he's going to get some carries, but I'd be surprised if he gets more than 40%. I don't even think he gets that much. Well, guys, if, you know, if I may, here's an interesting point to take into consideration. Um, you know, I've been, I've been dabbling with uh, the next generation stats, and you can find them on NFL.com in the uh, menu bar under stats. There will be a little uh, drop-down. It's called next-gen stats. And I recommend if you're a football, like, crazy nut like all of us are, check it out. It's pretty interesting stuff. But I've been I've been delving into the next-gen stats. And one of the things I saw was that, um, you know, Devonta Freeman, the game where he went off for over 200 yards or whatever the case may be, they showed a run chart. Uh, almost like a basketball shooting chart where, you know, say they take Allen Iverson and they chart where his jump shots are, are from, the left side, the right side. Well, they did, they did a run chart on Devonta Freeman and where all of his runs were, and it was on the outside of the left tackle or the right side of the right tackle, and there was zero, zero, zero runs between the tackles, which tells me that in the long run, uh, Tevin Coleman is that dude. He's one of 18 men on FBS history to rush for 2,000 yards, and he showed the type of ability at Indiana to take on that workload and carry some men between the tackles. But you know what? Listen, the bottom line is this. Tevin Campbell, Tevin Coleman, I should say. <laughs> I always do that. Hey, now, it's a freestyle. Taz, I think Campbell, Coleman, whatever, is going to get some carries. But, uh, you know, 
it, those next generation stats are pretty interesting. I think five years from now, or maybe even two or three years from now, it'll be common ground. We'll be talking about stuff like that. But just something to think about, take into consideration. And now the fantasy Taz, Jim Day, Scout Fantasy in the house is going to give you something to think about. What's on your mind, baby? Well, you know, I'm looking forward to this Monday night football game, Giants going up against the Eagles in Philadelphia. You know, two teams that are definitely have been Jekyll and Hyde this year. Um, you know, as everybody said already this year, Giants secondary is depleted. Um, and finally, Bradford is getting his passing game going. They're putting up points. You know, I want to see which of these teams comes out of this game. And, and you know, I want to see one of the teams take this game over because I think that team wins the NFC East. I'm not sure which one it's going to be, but that's what I want to see. That's a great point. You know, it's like the division that nobody wants to win. And, uh, you know, I do want to, I am interested in hearing everyone's opinion, but we don't have the time, unfortunately. Next week with the expended format, we'll talk a little bit more about talking football. We have a couple more minutes here to get in uh, a last thought on some news that just came down the wire about five minutes ago. Uh, where is it now? I want to come back around again. T.J. Yeldon. Not in line to play against the Texans, according to Adam Schefter. I want to know, uh, Toby Gerhardt or Denard Robinson, people are scrambling to the waiver wire right now for a, a bye week fill-in, an injury play. Gentlemen, I'm going to go around the room, keep it one minute or less, 45 seconds or less, fantasy Taz. Are you a Gerhardt or a Shoelace fan? I'm going with Shoelace today. I think he's a guy who's going to put up some – some decent numbers with a couple of big plays. Joe. I'll go shoelace as well. Give me the receptions and the upshot for the big play. Ralph. I want the player with the added J.U. Ice. Give me Denard Robinson. <laughs> I'm on board with that, too. You know, you almost forget that Toby Gearhart still exists on the Jaguars, and uh, you know, everybody was tooting that horn when they made that signing, and he just never really panned out in that situation. Uh, one last around the room. That was pretty good. You guys kept it quick there. Um, one more around the room for you guys. Uh, we talked. I talked earlier about the next Dolphins head coach, and we threw out a couple candidates on the show, and we, we were talking about Kyle Shanahan earlier in the show. I'd be amazed if he's not a head coach next season. But you got Kyle Shanahan, Jim Moore Jr., Sean Payton. Uh, you know the Dolphins owner likes a big name splash. Uh, going around the room real quick now, just a wild guess. I know it's, uh, you know, it, it, maybe, maybe it's Dan Campbell. But, uh, Ralph, who's your guess for the next Dolphins head coach? I really want to see what Dan Campbell has. Uh, I, I like his attitude. I, I, like his, uh, I like his aggressiveness, his old-school approach. I want to see what Dan Campbell has. I'm not ready to say who's going to be the next coach of the Dolphins before I see Dan Campbell do some work. No doubt. I like Dan Campbell, too. I like what he's uh, doing. But you can talk about it, and then you can be about it, and we'll see what happens, like Ralph said. But just a little fun. Ralph, uh, Joe, what's your guess on the Dolphins' next head coach? Kevin Sumlin, because it makes no sense. Oh. That's what the Dolphins <laughs> owner will do. They, these guys don't know they're, uh, yeah, you know, back in from a hole in the ground. And I think we could all agree on that. The Dolphins just have no organization, and they'll just go, okay. like you said, he wants a big, shiny new toy and a bright, shiny name. That's uh, that's uh-huh. pretty much as high-grade as it goes. Okay. How about you, Tess? 
Well, I'll tell you what. Unless they get rid of the GM, I don't think it matters. But if they get rid uh-huh. of the GM, I'd love to yeah. see Sean Payton there because I'd love to see what he could do with Ryan Tannehill going forward. Wow. What about okay. Sean Payton hey. to Detroit? Or Sean Payton to that Detroit. Could yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Sean Payton can go uh, anywhere and upgrade an offense. We know that. How about well, how about you know, Kyle Shanahan? Any guesses where Kyle Shanahan goes, guys? San Francisco. I don't know. I wouldn't be Unless surprised if he ends up in Tula. Chicago. <laughs> how about uh how about New York Giants if Tom Coughlin retires? Oh God, I would love to see that. I'm done with Coughlin. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go. But a lot He's of people a lot of mistakes. people a lot of people believe that the two coordinators are are, are auditioning. Uh, McAdoo and uh, and Steve Spagnuolo are auditioning for uh, the next job because you know how the Giants like to keep everything in the house. And unfortunately, that's about it. We're all out of time, and we'll be back at it again at blogtalkradio.com backslash NUC Draft Bible. I'm Rick Saratella for the Reverend Ralph Mancini. Joe Everett and Fantasy Taz Jim Day. We're out of here.